0: Hey everyone, it's JP the 3rd, and I've got an announcement to make about some changes happening behind the scenes here at Vians Now. What was once VN's Now Radio is now Oracle Shelf Podcast. Oracle Shelf Podcast will be the new home for the Vians Now Podcast, After Colony Podcast, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and all of the other productions we'll be doing on Vians Now. So if you're interested in following that and you like what you're hearing, please change your URLs, your addresses from soundcloud.com slash vmsnowradio to soundcloud.com slash oracleshelfpod. And you can also get more information with our newsletter, our brand new newsletter, oracleshelfpod.substack.com. That's oracleshelfpod.substack.com. You know, this really isn't an interview or a show where I have guests on to talk about what they're doing and their projects, but when they come to me and ask me if they can be on the podcast, usually I try to oblige them. Today on the is Now podcast, Cloud Novels Sonya Phone. Let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is rare for me to have guests on this very program, but this week I figured, since we're talking about the corporate end and the history of the EVN and all these other nice things, that maybe we can get a business mind involved. And while I was thinking that, this person actually reached out to me, so Providence, we're not going to question it here on the Viennes Now podcast. This week we have Sonia Fung. She is the CEO of Cloud Novel, and you have heard of this before. And actually, you've heard of a few other of her project projects before. I reviewed a few episodes of the visual novel Skites. Husbando Goddess, friend of the program, and a co-host on another podcast has uh, did a playthrough of Cafe Rouge, I believe. And today, she uh, well, just a few things about her. She got she graduated from Boston University. Boston University. She had the business degree, business entrepreneurship. And right now she has, I would say, one of the sec- the second or third biggest community when it comes to EVN developers. And I really look forward to this discussion. If you've already read the written um, interview that we've done, then you know I'm looking forward to this. We're going to have a good time. Sonia, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, it's very nice to be here.
0: Yeah, very nice to have you here. Hopefully, um I'm enjoying kind of right now when I'm looking at it with Cloud Novel for those who don't know, I've been kind of digging around in the guts of it, seeing what it has as far as development goes, not being the "quote unquote" pro developer here, but it's very very straightforward I find all things considered. And what I kind of want to start with is this idea because for the majority of history of gaming overall you had to have some degree of knowledge in coding it didn't always have to be a lot but you had to have somebody on there who knew what they were doing at least to keep the game moving forward what you are trying to accomplish with cloud novel kind of throws goes against the face it disrupts uh the normal on that so i want just to start off with how did you come up with the idea of cloud novel to do this platform without coding
1: uh, I, I was a avid Otome game fan, and I did not have the tools in order to create a visual novel. So I had to teach myself programming, which I didn't really like. I wish when I was just starting to make my visual novel, I had the tools available. But yeah, I realized that uh, there's not a lot of tools available at that time. Let you create visual novels without coding. So I just thought there's so many like creative aspects of visual novel development that I don't think should be coding. So I decided to make my first version of the cloud novel engine. Uh, it was which was called Joyly.com. And uh, yeah, I basically just um, <laughs> I came sorry i am pausing but i came with the mindset of i want to make a visual novel that's a visual novel maker that a film director or a a film director or a uh, animator would use because i came from an animated animation background i want to go to school for uh animation so Mm -hmm. so yeah that's that's how I got started Uh, i want to create a tool that um an animator would use to make a visual novel
0: I've, and um, you don't have to apologize for pausing or anything. Anybody who's listened to this show knows how well I have mastered the English language. So don't worry about okay. it. Like, okay. But I think it's interesting, especially in this time period, that, you know, we have... There has been some growth in the medium. Other people are looking in and seeing what they can accomplish. And here you here no. you have this platform where somebody can just step in and say, Okay, I want to press this button, press this button, make this game. Okay, Launch, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yep. and now, what I also find interesting, at least from my how I look at the site and everything, is that the games all seem to be connected to Cloud Novel. It's a cloud server, so it's not like somebody, or can somebody make a game on Cloud Novel and export it wherever they want, or do they have to stick to the server?
1: Uh, we allow you to export it as a Windows EXE file or a... Uh um mac app file so you can actually export the games into uh windows and sell it on steam or mac and sell it on steam I you am- can actually do that yeah
0: i imagine i'm gonna have a lot of cloud novel creators in my twitter feed like okay see now you don't have any excuse you better get to play <laughs> well, thank you my <laughs> yeah. my, my uh, backlog just got a little bit longer but that's just the uh, <laughs> But I, um, it's interesting also, another thing that interests me about it is while you were building Cloud Novel and you were uh, building a user base and more people were hearing about it, other developers have tried to do this. Like uh, Pillow Fight, which was a company for a while, tried to make a cloud-based server uh, a development platform for EVNs. Toronto Builder tried something similar. And nobody yeah. has quite hit the mark. Because Cloud Novel, from the games i played and just the tools I've seen, has a much smoother programming functionality than those do. Is it just the background or what's the secret sauce you're doing with Cloud Novel where everybody seems to be missing out on?
1: I don't know. I just feel like um, we just constantly seek to improve. I mean, even now we have a big to-do list of things that features people have been asking that. And while some people like will say, oh, Rampai has this, why don't you have this? And it's just like, well, we have to we just have to very cleverly think how can we translate a a programmer's we have to think on a on a level where we have to ask ourselves mm-hmm. oh if i was the programmer what things would i be doing can we make that into a graphic user interface and not make it in code like what what about it what about it is making uh making the the patterns in someone's brain and and how to translate that into a visual interface instead of just, yeah, does that make sense? Sort of. Oh yeah,
0: it does. Um, Because I think, I think what people take, um, don't take, or rather take for granted is that most creative people think visually, like they know how something, they know how they they want to get something to look, but maybe not exactly what they need to get it there. So that makes sense. Yeah. but now that takes me to this okay. question talking about the engine and everything you said nope. that um, you kind of you were a big fan of Otome games you are not the first Otome fan to cross my path nope. to read
1: <laughs> no there is a lot of Otome fans because <laughs> girls love reading romance stories and mm-hmm. it's just uh, yeah romance sells and for guys uh, for guys is like Well, sex sells. It's just like... It's true. It's true. It's just like... I mean, it it does sell. I mean, people on Patreon would... You know, you see a lot of, like, those uh, um, rated 18
0: stuff. But (laughs) I find it interesting, especially on Patreon. If you haven't been on there recently to look at the visual novels that are um, getting funded on there, it's a lot of, okay, we made these characters in Blender and they look like they're all made of plastic. Please pay me to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, apparently that that's enough nowadays. But it's interesting that you hit on the romance front because there is kind of a line here. It's not necessarily between sex sells and romance sells, but kind of the backbone of certain mediums. Like, when anime really first hit it big in the West, it was because of a lot of female directed anime made it over here first then they released yeah. other bigger anime now with visual novels a lot of the developer teams have gotten their start at least because they were Otome fans and that has led yeah. to new things which I don't know if that's just a creative thing with the Otome side or what I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the, I, I don't know either. I've been at this for 8 or 9 years now I may never under, fully understand Otome I blame my genes
1: Okay, it's okay. It's just like guys guys just I I know that a lot of guys just are kind of like they, they just shy away from romance of any kind. So it's just like I mean my exes, they all like said, Oh, this is a romance He always like that's that's his tone of voice when whenever he whenever we brought it up, like it's just like oh this is a romance game. I'm not playing it.
0: Yeah. I imagine in reviewing some Otome games I felt the same way. Yeah. Ah, they're in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're... Yeah. No. But what... Oh, oh, let's talk about other than the romance, was there anything that attracted you to the genre, the character designs and maybe the stories? What was it about Otome specifically that stuck out to you?
1: Um, Gorgeous Art and, uh, um... Honestly, I can't think of anything else uh, I just love the story I just love the story I just wanted to like fall in love with anime guys, I don't <laughs> know I just that was just my life back to when I was a young teenager I that was just my life right there, just like falling in love with 2D anime man, that was like my life
0: that like, may be the most oddest answer I've ever gotten from an Atomi fan ever <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, literally, if you really think about it, we kind of have no life because, you know, we're just like falling in love with 2D characters. So it's just like. Well, I'll give I don't you,
0: know. I'll give you some credit. You're a CEO, so you do have a life. It's just that that life came from falling in love with 2D characters.
1: Yes. It came from falling in love with 2D characters. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I find it interesting a, a little bit on that creative side that so many. Young Otome fans, because it and this is a random tangent. I understand anybody listening, this is going to be a random tangent. I apologize. But very few guys watch action movies, dramas, gangster movies, stuff like that, and say, I want to write something like that, or "I, I really enjoyed that, so let me create that, or become an actor, or something involved, so I can create more stuff like that. The number is actually, even though it is a male dominated industry. Uh, per capita is just very, most guys just watch that and like yeah that was cool and move on with their lives but yeah. this, the medium media and entertainment for women especially for women growing up affect them to the point where it becomes cyclical where it's like okay I saw that I really enjoyed that now I'm going to create my own version of that and I, I would love to talk to maybe an anthropologist or a sociologist about that because there is something there which yeah. I, I don't know and now I'm just getting into the weeds. I admit it. <laughs> right. That is just interesting to me. How that Otome, Otome creates more Otome games. Which, speaking of... You do... Um, before we get into any of the larger conversations... Um, that I um, want to get you you about... You do have a remaster coming up... Which you were talking to me about before the program... Is now a safe time to talk about it, or do I have to hold off?
1: Actually, well, I couldn't hear you. What did you say?
0: Oh, wow. What? Did... <laughs> the you missed the my what? You I'm hurt. But no, you... no, no, it's
1: okay. <laughs> you have... I'm sorry,
0: I didn't hear <laughs> you. Now I'm teasing you. Uh, you were telling me before about um the remake of your first game.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I was telling you about, the, yeah, Café Rouge, so... Yeah, that was really popular. Uh, I released it online as a Flash game originally. It grew really popular to, like, a total of 4 million plays. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it, it grew really popular. And it's just, like, uh, I just, at, at that point in my life, I just wanted to, well, this is kind of embarrassing, but I was very inspired by Twilight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not the only one. Yeah, I was... You are not the only one. I'm oh, going that.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: There are a yeah
1: I was yeah I was very inspired by Twilight to write the story and I just I just love Stephanie Meyer's ability to write like perfect perfect words that make you fall in love with the guys. It's just like even though I I've seen reality now, it's just like oh guys are, are like that. Those are they're too that, that that's just not real. Guys <laughs> like that are real. Guys guys are just I don't know they're just humans. So it's just like <laughs> they're they're human beings. <laughs>
0: No, they, the
1: they're flesh a human blood. being. really for yeah, so yeah, so it's just like real guys like that don't really exist. So it's just like I think once I learned that I was like, okay. But it's it's nice to fall back into like, oh I'll miss I I just missed those days of falling up with Edward Cullen it like it was just a time. It was just a time in our
0: lives. So, I, I will tell yeah. you the funniest thing is is that there are at least two other developers I can think of that I'm not going to call out because if I did they'd probably kill me that were also like if you played their early work were clearly inspired by Twilight Twilight may be the most yeah. influential story of the past 20 years I can't it. Is. Love it.
1: No, no, it is, because the way Stephanie Meyer writes her writing is just, it's it's very, like, romantic. Well, not, it's not the most romantic, but it's just, it makes you fall in love with the guys. But but in reality, guys don't really like that, so it's just, like, yeah.
0: The thing is, and here's the thing. (laughs) I, my first video, like, the first time I really got into YouTube and started watching YouTube regularly, it was a bunch of guys watching Twilight and slamming oh, the series. Yeah. I was just like, we were yeah. just dunking on it. It was like, Abby, I, was, I read the first book. I was like, uh, this is clearly not for me. I don't care. Yeah. This. I'm going yeah. back to Tom Clancy. <laughs> just... Yeah,
1: I, there's that... like, um, they were legit fans, guy fans of Twilight. But ever since the fourth book came out, I just feel like that was like the, it was like, By the time the fourth book came out, you can clearly tell that Stephanie Meyer did not care anymore. She just wrote (laughs) whatever. It kind of ruined the series. It was just like... I still love her work, but I mean, I don't even know if she's still writing. I don't even know if she...
0: I mean, not maybe not. I, I, I don't know what Stephanie Meyer is doing. I, I'm not going to lie to you, people. I don't know. Like, my legit yeah. last thought about her was in Jeremy John's review of, like, the sixth movie or whatever it was. They're like, okay, that was a funny yeah. review. Now I can leave this story behind forever. And it's like, <laughs> then literally after that, it's like, okay, I'm playing these games. Like, wait, no, This is this is clearly inspired by Twilight. What the hell? What's going on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people don't want to admit it, but it's it's just true. Like, at, at least for my generation, like, we were so inspired by her writing. So it's just, like, a lot of our, a lot of, like of, like, ideal guy romances that you read about is, like,
0: it's just basically
1: about that, so yeah. Oh, oh, okay, anyway.
0: you can't see him, but my jaws on my desk. We got we got to dig into this a little bit. I'm sorry. I know we got other like games. stuff That's to fine. talk about here, but That's I, fine. this I may not have another chance like this again. I have. To, what makes the Twilight guy the ideal romance guy? I mean, I gotta know.
1: <laughs> you gotta know. Okay. Yes. Okay. How know. can I describe this? How can I
0: describe
1: this? So it's just he was so like um. He, he just like cared about you that was like the feeling I got from edward that he legitimately really cared about you for your well-being etc and that just made me like fall in love it was like oh my god he 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 cares so much about me I just want to like I don't know just be with him forever and like you know just I don't know
0: i mean that was I
1: I pretty,
0: don't know. I'm pretty sure that was the end of the book of like okay you're a vampire now you're gonna be with this guy forever like ah i can't huh. yeah i don't
1: i don't know i just felt like i just felt like it made it seem like he was he cared so much about you that like it's just like she she stephanie marl was really good at producing a feeling where where you felt like edward like was very concerned about you or just not not in like a i don't know like she was she's was, she's was just good at good at writing that kind of story and and i read her book um what was it uh the host which was like an alien book uh on alien invasion and and she wrote like a romance in there as well and it was just like yeah it's very like caring and just like yeah typical edward cullen romance you just like that stuff i feel like it's sad i honestly feel like it's sad that so many people like hate her now it's just like (laughs) she just there's so many Twilight haters out there, which is like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of sad. Anyway, it's it's not my business, but I just feel like she gets too much hate, and I just feel like, oh my gosh, we all love reading her books, like, cause she just wrote it in a seductive way. That that's the word. She she she's good at writing guys who are very seductive to female, cause females respond to words and. Words a lot, so does that make
0: sense? It makes sense, and I'm on Amazon ordering this book. I need to reread this to see what the hell you're talking about. I don't know. Look, I don't know. You don't have to read if you don't. I'm not forcing you to read it. I'm,
1: I, just I'm reading saying, this and like... I'm taking
0: notes. I need to, I'm like, okay, oh you write seductive guys. I need to know.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, don't, I
0: don't know. Here's the thing, and I can only speak and I'm not even going to pretend like I'm not speaking for the atypical heterosexual guy that knows the series exists. Our <laughs> reaction to the series have been the guy acts creepy. He Yeah. That's what that's how I can't speak for all the haters. I can't. But my reaction certainly was like, okay, this guy's kind of creepy. So he doesn't come off as, he didn't come off as creepy. He came off as seductive.
1: Yeah, he came off as seductive because I think a lot of, and I know we're going to talk about this uh, women and women roles, etc. and I think we should. I just feel like uh, Stephanie Meyer wrote something that all women want. They want a guy to take control. They want a guy to be the man or something. It's just like, she wrote it in a way that like, it just felt so natural to like, oh, like. A lot of people, for example, said, Oh, I don't I don't like Edward. He's creepy because uh Edward is creepy because he he forcibly tells uh Bella to not go visit Jacob. And it's just like, um for me, I don't I know a lot of people are gonna say, Oh, that's women's rights or blah 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 but it's just like I, I like it when a guy takes control and you know, beat a man and just you know, beat a man and does it. So it's just like it's just it's just the way she wrote it is like so, so like so much like oh I just I wish a guy would be so uh, manly and just take charge and just do it do it for me. It's just, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I know a lot of people are gonna say oh women's rights blah 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 blah, but I'm just like I I like it when a guy takes control and like you know just does it does that make sense
0: it makes it makes sense i'm just i'm gonna be bracing for the comments when i release this episode like guys no listen i understand what she's trying to say but it's just i i think there is and there was an the market here's the thing because i get what you're saying and if you look at the female driven media market that's the story that sells it has sold in america It sells overseas. It's the thing, like, if you look at the Otome Games in Japan, this is the stuff that sells. Like, and Meyer was just able to tap into it here. So, it's it's not like it's a new phenomenon. It's just that this was a thing that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Or, like, it just literally hit me five minutes ago. Like, this was the most, one of the most influential books of the last 10 or 20 years. Like, this has led to a lot and I, like
1: a lot I like, of books, like Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah. it led to a lot of remakes, or not remakes, but it led to a lot of like fan fan books. Basically, it F- sells.
0: It sells. It sells. I. I... <laughs> now I'm scared about the other questions <laughs> I'm gonna ask.
1: Oh, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> so,
0: I, I, so I I promise you. Depending, I may have to have you back. Because I don't know the questions I'm going to get from this episode. And if I do, I need okay. you to help me. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let that's you know fine. that right now if that happens. Okay. But um, in that case, you you talk about remaking Café, Ro- Café Rouge and being inspired no. by Stephanie Meyer. Do you still feel like that's an inspiration going into this remake? Or do you have new inspirations that you're drawing from?
1: I have new inspirations now. Like I've I've been in a couple serious relationships now. I know what uh I know how I know what guys are really like now. I mean I, I I'm still young. I don't know everything, but
0: I just feel <laughs> like
1: I'm yeah I'm still young. I'm I'm 26. I know I but I know I know some I know about real relationships now. Right. No, but yeah.
0: That goes a long way. I think the as romantic as the fiction can be, once real life gets in there, <laughs> that that makes it that, that kind of grounds the uh, grounds it into reality a little bit more.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I'm still inspired, I guess. I am still inspired by Twilight, but I just want to throw in some real life elements in there to make it seem more real now because the stuff i wrote before was uh it was targeted toward a teenage girl mindset right. so yeah
0: yeah but you do have i'm actually
1: really embarrassed by it so don't play the old cafe rouge <laughs> if i i'll probably send you the demo of the uh the new cafe rouge and you can play that <laughs>
0: nice. yeah
1: so i'd appreciate it if you that instead. But
0: that yeah. is fair enough, and you're not the first artist to come to me and say, please don't play this old version of this. Yeah, or, yeah. Look don't... at the old art.
1: It is. It's, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, why did I write that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things, another thing, is a thing that again, fitting into this whole theme of inspiration and going back to Twilight, you, we were when yeah. we were having our discussion, you were talking about the new artist for the game and... I, it's all, it all makes sense to me now so I'm trying to keep a straight face but it's the artist for Diabolic Lovers
1: yeah it's, she's she's an artist who works for oh. Rejet and yeah she she's not the artist for Diabolic Lovers but she's like co-workers with them so right. she works with uh, yeah she's co-workers with them so she works for Otome and Rejet and
0: yeah she's amazing
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that she wanted to make this visual novel remake with me. Uh, She's just extremely busy a lot of times, but... I imagine. Yeah, I'm glad I found her. Yeah, she is really busy. Like, her schedule is, like, it's hard to... It's hard to get her to do something. Like, I have to, like... Anyway, it's it's something that... uh, it's something that uh, I I just deal with so, mm-hmm. but that's just that's just like uh, yeah any any like anybody from like way over in Asia the corporate world in Asia is like oh it's really hard to pin her down to do something but right
0: it's, I got yeah. fifty things to do and eighty hours to do it in what else can I do with my day oh yeah yeah let me, let me get back to the American hold on
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of. That's that's what it's like sometimes. So yeah, so she makes a lot of games for not only uh, Otome and Rija, but she works she makes a lot of games for um yeah, just mobile games in Japan or China, etc. So she has a lot of clients, so
0: If I yeah. may ask and I could be completely wrong about this, but a couple of my fellow reviewers and I, we were kinda dumbfounded, I would say about a month ago. Because apparently Disney is doing a mobile Otome app and it's based off the Disney villains. Is she involved in that? or Because looking at the art for Café Rouge, that art looks really familiar. Or do you know?
1: I'm not sure. Maybe. So my artist, she is a group of artists. So she ah, is a... Ah,
0: okay. She, I get it now.
1: She and her team does... Yeah, she and her team does a lot of different art so maybe maybe I, I'm not sure
0: gotcha and right. then took a second to click but yeah I just <laughs> we're, we were jo- we were kind of joking back and forth about it because they um <laughs> they made a Yago and they, they made the parrot ambition and I'm like the, you know, the <laughs> like, like now I, can, I just can not imagine that game without Gilbert Godfrey's voice coming through that character which is a whole different thing we, we're getting off track here but uh, congratulations
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: thanks. (laughs) And um, definitely, I will be um, looking forward to playing the demo. Um, When will the new demo be coming out?
1: So it'll come out Halloween, uh, October 31st. That's also when I'm launching my Kickstarter for the game. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And we'll announce it, of course, on vansnow.com. And you can follow cloudnovel.net and keep track of that stuff because I'm sure it'll be announced there as well.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely be announced there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: we uh yeah we we send out a lot of emails so
0: yep
1: yep mm-hmm.
0: right so let's dig a little bit into more of the evn side um in our sure. discussion our written discussion we talked about kind of how you wanted cloud novel to impact visual novels on the western end and yeah i really kind of in this part really wanted to get your thoughts of deviant developmental scene visual novels that have come out in the last few years is that something you've kept track of and kind of watched or, or have you been focused on your own thing
1: um i've been focused majorly on on cloud novel but i try to keep an eye out and for example i remember when this chan closed down i remember um Oh, boy, lots of things happened over these past four years. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember when this chain closed down. I remember when uh, Doki Doki took off. I remember, like, oh, boy, lots <laughs> of things happened. Yeah.
0: The variation like, oh, my God. Because when you actually think about it, it has been a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What, As a developer, as somebody who has made games and is planning to make more games, for this medium in the West has the last few years, how has the last few years affected you really of just the ups and downs and um, just how the public has started perceiving visual novels here in the West?
1: I'm glad that it's happening that a lot of, a lot of people are more into visual novels these days and it's become a genre that's more respected now. I really like that. Um, at least for me, I don't. I don't know. I just feel like I, because I'm also a visual novel developer. I even though I made cloud novel, the reason I made cloud novel is so I can make my own visual novels. Um, yeah. So, sorry, did I answer your question?
0: I'm sorry. You, <laughs> you, no, no, no. You did. You you were definitely on that track. I was just gonna do, do a follow up. But if you have um, continued thoughts, absolutely go for it. <laughs>
1: okay uh yeah i just feel like lots of things happen like i'm glad that doki doki took off and so many people like started getting into visual novels because of doki doki i just wish that uh there's there's more like a um at least i know in china there's so many like visual novel companies like six six rpg.com that's a huge huge visual novel but but it's become more like episode and choices i don't know if you know those like mobile app games like yeah, episode so or yeah so like is is this is a pattern i've seen of these visual novel platforms like in china and in asia in general uh they they make anime oriented games so most of them are like anime style art but then after a while they start turning into like real life images like people start copying oh we people don't like the big big anime eyes they like things that are more realistic and that's what that's what basically episode and um choices did um their games are are i think they were like maybe targeting toward an anime audience and then they mm-hmm. slowly turned into a uh, oh the people like real life characters more than anime art so it just slowly turned into that so that's the pattern i've seen like of these visual novel games like like the first they start off as like oh it's an anime game big eyes the typical anime tropes and then it slowly turns into more real life because the majority of the audience don't like the big big anime eyes or whatever so
0: which i'll yeah, found... oh, go ahead
1: no i i i actually i i'm good i, I don't know what else to say so <laughs>
0: you're good so. Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all good. My thing was just that I find that interesting because for so long on this side, developers who tried to do a more Western or realistic style of art ran into issues because at the time people were saying, no, you have to do it closer to what is happening in Asia and Japan and it's more anime style. And now it's just kind of boomeranging around. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, 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 do more realistic. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it seems kind of, like, changing all the time. Like, I don't know, but that's what I've seen. I've seen, like, a m- majority of these visual novel app game companies, they just make these games, and then they, they they lean towards, like, real life more, and then the anime fades away. And it's like, that's just just what I've seen, but I mm-hmm. could be wrong. Um,
0: I think I think we're close to the right, or you're close to the right track on that one, I believe. But um, speaking of, because that is something like you said, is big in China, the app, downloading um, the, the download daily apps and playing VNZ that nope. way. Is that something that you see is a future particular path for North America, or have we missed a boat on that one?
1: No, I think we, we will probably have something similar to that, which is what we're trying to do at Cloud Novel. Like We're trying to create like a game-developing community where you can share resources and sell your resources, like if you're like an artist, you can sell character art to game developers, and then game developers buy licenses from you to use your art in their games. So then it's just like we're—that's what we're trying to do in, in Cloud Novel right now, that uh, creating this economy of like buying and trading, selling stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's what that's what we're trying to do. I,
0: yeah, we're and...
1: still, it's still—it's still too early to tell right now, but yeah.
0: And I think it's interesting because I had a conversation the other day about kind of how visual novels really started forming here in the West and how develop developer communities started coming up first and people really stuck to those communities and they built from there. And I find it interesting that it is still very much a communal experience when it comes to visual novels and the rest or at least developing one. It's you are on Limitsoft or you're on Cloud Novel or something and you're working within that group to put a game together even if you're just by yourself you're getting your assets from um the group or you're getting hints and ideas from the group which if that's something because if you look at uh, japan it is more corporate based it's more like okay here are these five people they are a company and they're this is the project they're putting out we're here somehow we kind of boomeranged into making it a community thing i don't
1: know Uh, you yeah i'm not sure I'm not sure, to be honest. I just feel like um in Japan, I don't know, maybe this is a language barrier and they just haven't gone into doing JavaScript stuff. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I'm it's...
0: not sure. Oh, I've had. <laughs> My issues with how I don't know. the Japanese program, their visual novels, will be going on far into the future. But that definitely. Yeah. To... That definitely to the question, since you are a developer, and if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to. Um but it is on the list and I want to at least try. Looking out into the developers community, what has been made so far and the things that are current and what's coming, uh, what do you think... What's the hole that hasn't been filled yet? You know, what's the niche that hasn't been touched by the developers in visual novels?
1: What's the niche? I'm not sure. Uh, I would say... No one, at least over in the West market, Western market, I haven't seen any, like, real hit uh, rated 18 games yet, so that's one thing I have not seen. Like, there's, there haven't been any, like, hit rated 18 uh, visual novels uh, made yet, and I'm interested to see how that would fare over here in the West, because a lot of... A lot of people don't like rated 18 stuff but <laughs> it does it, it well as i said earlier sex sells so it's just like it, i think it would do pretty well but i i'm not sure because uh rated 18 games is is a touchy topic because most most people play games are kind of kids so it's just yeah. like yeah so i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure I'm, maybe uh... that's that's my guess yeah for a rated visual novels yeah
0: now, that would be interesting because I think a lot of people who have been observing and are getting into the genre now are really kind of pushing for uh, Plus 18 or adult vision novels to really kind of take off. And at least I have been, I'll be the first to admit, I've been on offense fence about it because <laughs> of my own particular hang- hang-ups with uh, certain things in gaming. but. Okay. Oh, I I just find and I could I, I leave the door open to be wrong on this I find that the western audience myself in particular they like things kind of in a box that they can understand And gaming traditionally it's Nintendo you, um, some kid opens up Nintendo for Christmas or Xbox for Christmas and they're playing it in the living room and nobody has to shield their eyes that's what they, that's kind of where our, where idea of video games come from, and so definitely though, if you look at the history of the visual novel, especially in Japan, they've had plus eighteen hits for a while They continue to do so. They are not yeah, that.
1: it's really it's really popular and like yeah, know yeah.
0: I have learned so much today, and we're not even done with the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have learned so much, but okay. Um, Moving aside from kind of the um that, <laughs> yeah. Moving aside from that, um, let's go kind of into the business side. You are an entrepreneur or a small business person. In yes. our written interview, you talked about um, getting into a male-dominated space, and yeah, yeah. I I'm just interested. I do wanna kind of dig into that a little bit because i think if you look at game making overall visual novels are the one area really that is the other way around where it's definitely more female and dominant dominant in terms of audience and creators yes Mm -hmm. so just is that do you feel that that's coincidental or because with your experience as a business major how of- no
1: i i feel like that's very natural because girls like writing and writing is uh, especially romance writing is, is very otome-esque so it's definitely it's not a coincidence women just like to write and they just like to write stories etc especially romance stories so it's, it's it's that's that's a huge reason why it's so popular but uh uh industry wise uh it's weird because i never really thought about like oh me being a girl or something would affect that but yeah um when you actually go into it like and go talk to like people who are up there like investors and bc people they treat you differently like for mm. example i there's this they do treat you differently when they find out that you're a girl. They, I don't know if it's just me and my personality and how I talk and how I see other people, but a few people, like, assume that, oh, my, my mentor, Ryan, who's... Ryan is my mentor. He's from uh, Los Angeles, Silicon Valley area. He uh, he, uh, he he helped me uh, incorporate Cloud novel and people just assume that he calls the shots on everything. And I'm just like, no, he doesn't. It's me and Ryan respects that. He just lets me do my thing. And it's weird. It's just really weird. And I feel like I find that, uh, a little bit, this a little bit sad because it just shows that, Oh, people still assume gender yeah. is, is gender is still a thing. And it is like, well, it's, it's not, it's not really equal. And yeah, it's not, it's, they, they do treat you differently. They think I'm a meek, uh kind of like shy person who doesn't do anything, but I know I'm the person who I have to get stuff done in what I, whatever way possible. So, right. Yeah.
0: And especially I would think, and this could just be my naivete showing. I would think that once you show the business degree you have from Boston university, that would tell people, okay, this woman is serious. She knows what she's doing. Let's see what deals we can come about here. It's just it's stunning to me that um, in current year, and even in the past few years, that there's still that block where
1: yeah.
0: it's hard for a woman with a business idea and who's running their own business to get taken seriously amongst people who should know better by now, honestly. Yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's not like a thing. It's not like um, they're bad because they treat me differently. It's just kind of like a natural thing. It's just like and then most a lot of people have told me that oh I, I I'm I'm more masculine and which is a little insulting. I'm not gonna lie, it's a bit insulting. <laughs> but I feel like I guess I guess that is kind of true because most girls don't tend to be like cold not cold hearted, just um just like able to get the stuff done. Do you know what I mean? Kind of yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's a, there's a lot of girls who don't step it up, I guess. And there's, there's and like, I, I don't think, know. I,
0: I think I'm not saying is. all I mean, girls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you say? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think, I, I don't know if it's whether or not girls step it up, but I do think it's a thing to, it's a thing with different priorities. And I was listening to some Bloomberg radio show about this, what they were talking about that, female professionals at a certain point in their career have different priorities than men. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, um, you have to kind of hit or you have to hit at the right time. And that's with male professionals too. You got to know your peaks and valleys and know what your plan is. So I think that a lot of people, when they see a female professional, they assume that they have one set of priorities when they don't. And, It's something that, yes, there are definitely some people out there that want to be more professional that aren't, that do need to step it up. But I think a lot of it is that there are people who want, who have assumptions of where people's minds are and want those assumptions to be right, rather than looking at the reality of the situation, which, again, it's... Yeah, because I don't feel any
1: different. Honestly, I don't feel any different whether I'm a man, woman, whatever. I just, I just, yeah, I just want to get stuff done. Does that make sense? Hopefully. I just want to get stuff done. So I don't really care whether, I don't care if anyone's a woman or a man or whatever. I just want stuff done. So I don't know. I'm just repeating the same stuff.
0: Yeah, But But you're right. And I think that's the prerogative for most business people. And it's interesting to me, especially in this space, like I said, this is, Visual novel for the most part, of the female-dominated space. Uh, majority yeah. female audience, majority female creators. What I find interesting is you're one of the few to actually incorporate and say, okay, we're going to make this a business and make this a thing. What if you're... Let's say, because there would definitely be some female creators listening to it, this um, podcast. Yeah. Along the incorporation process, what was the point where you say okay, said okay, this is a wall that I have to jump over to get this done? What was kind of that point where you could have left it alone, but you chose to keep going? Because I imagine they're running a um, so similar. I reached a point.
1: I reached a point where I was earning substantial amount of money per month, like over at least over five hundred dollars. That was when I first started getting a lot of money, and I realized that oh, it's like. Well, here's there's two things that happened. First is that we had to switch to a cloud service provider instead of depending on a uh, shared hosting service. So mm-hmm. in order to do that, I had to, I had to move the servers to a cloud service, a professional cloud service provider, and then like the money came in and then the money started going out. So it's just like by then it's just like, okay. Like, every month I have to pay this much. So, the money has to start coming in, but then it also has to start going out. That's when you you should incorporate, because by then it's just like, okay, you have money coming in, you have to pay taxes for it now, and you have to, like, oh, it's, it's, um, it's lot. Right. Yeah, it's, it's just when, when you reach that point where money, a lot of money starts coming in, and then you realize, oh, it's also going out the other door. Like then you need to incorporate because otherwise you'll get in trouble with the law. And it's just like, yeah, we we did it, we did it, we did it, not because like, oh, we thought this was like a fun time to just let's let's start a business. That's just fun. That's great. It's 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 not. Mm-hmm. You have to like, you have to realize that oh, this is getting legal now. So when stuff starts getting legal legal stuff involved like you have to yeah anyway that's just my my point of view i don't think anyone because there's there's this like there's this like sad kind of like a thing these days where people just want to make a business because they think it's fun and fun and all fun games and blah blah blah. it's just like no people incorporate because because they have a system of money coming in and money going out and it's just like it's just legal stuff. By law, you have to register as something. Yep. Otherwise, if if something gets in trouble, for example, uh, I don't know, you get sued or something, then your if you didn't have a company incorporated, then you'd be like, oh, then all my money that I that my personal money is now on the line. So once you incorporate, then your money isn't on on you anymore so if they sue you they're not suing you actually they're suing the company so your money is separate your personal money is separate from your your business assets Does that make sense? makes Hopefully. sense to me. Yeah. anyway yeah so that's when we incorporate i really don't think people should just incorporate because they they feel like it's fun or something because it's 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 not really fun it's just legal it's, it's just a legal thing that's it yeah. So just protect yourself. Incorporate to protect yourself. But if you don't have money coming in, like paying all those taxes for all that extras, just for having a business, uh, company title or something, is like really pointless. And you shouldn't do it if you don't have a if you don't have money coming coming in. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh. I agree. All right. Well, final question, and okay. I, I believe this is kind of depression one. You are a business Uh owner, you're a developer, you're a writer. Well, it'll be a two-part question. Let's start Uh here. What is the thing that you want people to take away from your work as a creative person, Uh, whether it be Cafe Rouge, Skype, so whatever you work on next? What is the thing that you want people who play it to really kind of take with them and maybe become developers on, on their own?
1: okay i really want them to take away that uh that's a tricky question actually (laughs) let me think (laughs) what do i want them to? i don't know well i I, I don't know know, yeah yeah what i want them to take away is that uh people are people and um i think you should write stories that impact other people's lives because that's the purpose of storytelling to yeah. to change the perspective of someone else's life so they don't have to go through the same experience so mm-hmm. that's what i want them to take away that like when you when you do stories when you write stories you should have a have a purpose for that story i, I don't know maybe we're getting too deep into it right? <laughs>
0: Maybe just a little too deep into the woods there. Okay, I'll pull it back just a bit here. As a business okay. person, your personal goals for your business, what you don't have to get into a number or anything like that, but just looking what? at where Cloud Novel is and where you want it to go, what, what is the next thing you really want to see Cloud Novel do, uh, do that you can say, okay, that is a big goal and I made it?
1: Big goal. Uh I'll just say it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to targeting the uh, RPG market. Mm -hmm. Because right now, Cloud Novel has uh, two engines. It's not only Cloud Novel. We have Cloud Avatar. Cloud Avatar is a dress-up game engine. And this dress-up game engine uh, can make dress-up games. Uh, But what I really want to do next is uh, build Cloud RPG, Mm -hmm. which is a uh, no-coding absolutely no coding uh rpg maker wow so that's what i want to do next so yeah but I, i know there's a i know there's a competitor already in this space rpg maker so we would have to compete against them but i think we can offer something that's more affordable and uh And just similar to the business model we have with Cloud Novel right now, like, instead of us, instead of you guys having to pay to even to to pay a license to use, to have the visual novel maker or RPG maker, you just make the game, but you have ads on the game. So that's, I mean, that's how how Cloud Novel works right now. Like, that's Mm -hmm. why we don't charge people because we just put ads on your games when you release them online. And if you want to release them offline, like download the game, you have to pay a small fee for that. But, yeah, that's our business model. We we want to do it for uh, more affordable and no coding. Mm-hmm. And RPG Maker has coding, so we want to get rid of that problem.
0: That, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that would be very interesting if y'all managed to, if you can do that, an RPG Maker that you don't have. Yes. Call, that would be. Yep. That would be substantial <laughs> to put in there. Yeah,
1: i that that is our next goal. So we're just finishing up a cloud novel right now, and uh, but I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. So I I'm sure when people read this, they'll be very. Uh, I'm sure if potential competitors read this, they'll be like, oh, she's trying to target the market, but. I mean, I've, all my users have known for a long time and have asked for an RPG Maker, and we, I, I want to give it to them. So I, I feel like RPG Maker is still a coding engine. You still have to learn some scripting language in order to make some of the more advanced features. We want to make a completely zero coding engine for RPG games. So, yeah, that's our next target. That's our next uh, goal. Yep.
0: Well, that is... An impressive goal, and I certainly wish you luck. And that Sonia Fung, the CEO of Cloud Novel. You can see her work and everything she has upcoming at cloudnovel.net. Is there any other links that you would like to pimp at this particular time where people can find you if they want to follow you or anything like that?
1: Sure. I mean, we have a, a Twitter and uh, we have a Discord. So, yeah, our Twitter handle is at Novel C-L-O-U-D-N-O-V-E-L. C-L-O-U-D-N-O-V-E-L. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't have any other links. So. Well, yeah.
0: I appreciate you taking the time not only for this interview, but for the written interview. I think that I've certainly learned a lot um, from our interviews together. And I wish you all the success in the world Thank you. moving forward. Thank you for dropping by the show.
1: Thank you. No problem. Thank you for talking with me, JP.
0: music used in this episode of the Vans Now podcast has been Trip City by Yoko Kano and Tim Jensen for the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex soundtrack, and No Respect by Kingsglaze. I want to thank all of our patrons. Unfortunately, I can't name you today because I don't have the name list in front of me, but I thank y'all for your continued support, especially during the last month. If you want to join them and financially support this show and everything else we're doing at VNSnow.com, please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash I am JP the Third, your host and producer. This has been the Now Podcast, and I will catch y'all in the next one.